so I knew that we had the resources there to to, to um, you know make a difference. I actually thought it was a like a scam. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I read the email and and I was convinced. I was like, no, Darren, it can't be real. There's no way Schnucks wants to partner with us. We're such a small business. Oh, wow, thank goodness you yes. didn't just delete it, Angie. Do you think maybe other people may have come to that conclusion that you're a fraudster? <laughs> they might have. That's the first well, I've heard that story. <laughs> A new program at Schnucks has been a lifeline to restaurants in what feels like their darkest hour, and it's also led to some new friendships, too. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. And joining us today to talk about the program's origins and its highlights is Andy DeCoo of Schnucks. So, Andy, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Sarah. So, Andy, you have what's basically the best job in the whole world. You manage Schnook's specialty cheese program. I'm so jealous. How did that work lead to your desire to help local restaurants? Uh, yeah, and you're, you're absolutely right. I do have the best job in the world. Get to work with some of the best the best people. Um, back when the uh, pandemic really got started, uh, back in March, I was just kind of you know flipping through Facebook on a weekend and, and saw some of my local cheesemakers out there on, on like Facebook Lives talking uh, talking to the customer, uh, trying to bring them into their their shops and and it looked like a couple of them had just some like panic on their face like man and so I picked up the phone and and called uh, a couple of them just to see you know what's going on anything we can do to help mm-hmm. I really didn't understand the scope of of the problem. Um, you know, was told um, by you know Tulip Tree Creamery is one of our, our, our uh, cheese producers up in um, in Indiana, and they lost over eighty percent of their business overnight once the restaurants closed. And that so, it, it seems kind of crazy because of course we all eat cheese, but they were used to selling it directly to the restaurants, not necessarily to the consumer. Is that is that the problem true. there? True, right? They have two lines of business: one for one for uh, the consumers that you guys, you know, will pick up at the at the grocery store or or your uh, local cheese counter. But then they've got a food service uh, business, which for for most of them was the the lion's share of their of their sales. Mm. Okay, so they were really, um, you know, restaurants were closing down. They no longer had that outlet. When did you realize that Schnooks might be able to help them with that problem? Um, almost, almost immediately. So I knew that we had the resources there to to, to um, you know make a difference. And so what we did is immediately just uh, started setting up um, you know promotions and, and working with them on, on making special buys. Mm. And um, within a week, we had um, uh, you know a whole plan put together to help to help kind of do our part to to keep their their businesses afloat as, as best we can. Uh, to help them. So it's, it, it was really, you know, really, you know, we can't do a whole lot. And there was, especially in that time when we felt so helpless about being, um, you know, involved in, in, in the pandemic and, and there's really nothing we could do. Um, it felt like, we, you know, we could finally, there was something we could do to kind of help out our, our community. And that's, that's really what we we're, we're here to do at Schnooks is just to nourish the lives of our, of our local community. So this local grab and go program, you're featuring ready to eat options from restaurants around town. What led you to decide to focus on black owned restaurants in particular? Well, so um, just a, a little bit of history on how we got into the restaurants altogether. Um, we did have some partnerships, and when we learned that, okay, if, if the, the cheese shops lost, or these cheese makers lost 80% of their 
business because restaurants closed, then we've got restaurants that are closed that, that need our help too. So we started reaching out to, to some local uh, restaurants like Nudo House and uh, Revel Kitchen. Um, and so got those up and going and kind of worked through the initial phases of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then about in, in May when, when the, 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 the protest started and there was, you know, the, we, we heard from um, um, uh, Feast Magazine published an article about uh, black-owned restaurants in uh, the St. Louis area. So I believe there were 71 in that, in mm-hmm. that article. Um, we either called or emailed or hit, hit up their Facebook sites on, on just about every one of them uh, to reach out to them to see if there was an opportunity for them to, uh, if they'd be willing to, to take up an opportunity to, to get in our stores. Um, and, uh, you know, we had a, just an overwhelming response from, from, those, um, uh, from those restaurants. It's been pretty cool to, to forge not only a, a, a business relationship, but I really feel like we've got some some friendships too that we're you know we're we're in this together and helping each other out. Hmm. So one of the business owners who's now involved in this partnership is Kathy Jenkins. She's the owner of Kathy's Kitchen in Ferguson, and she told us that when Schnooks reached out to her, she already sold her hot sauces within her own restaurant. Now ten Schnooks locations sell uh, Kathy Jenkins' sweet and spicy hot sauce as well as a jerk wing sauce. It's uh, sweet, it's, it's spicy, honey mixed in there. It coats whatever you use it for. It says wing sauce, but you can use it on fish. You can use it on anything. I even even use it in stir fry. So it is a great sauce, a lot of flavor. It awakens to me any herb and spice that you had in a dish. It just, gosh, it makes it alive. It's, the sweet and spice is the number one sauce that we sell in the restaurant. It is always number one. Jerk happens to be my favorite. I love the Caribbean spices. So if you've ever been to Jamaica and you just, that flavor of getting that jerk chicken, I've combined the two. I combined the, the sauce, the sweet and spicy sauce with the jerk seasoning. So you kind of get the, you get to marry the two together. And Kathy Jenkins, again, of Kathy's Kitchen in Ferguson, she says that the financial impact of her partnership with Schnooks is small right now, but that she knows these things take time. And she says it's been a challenge to prepare these sauces for bottling while also running her own restaurant. It has been trying, trying to make all that sauce and, you know, still run a restaurant, you know, trying to just keep safe and healthy with COVID-19. So it's been a struggle, but we are so excited about it. We welcome it. So every day we're learning new things, how to get it out faster and buying new equipment. So uh, we're excited. We're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that we use this opportunity to the fullest. That's Kathy Jenkins of Kathy's Kitchen in Ferguson. You can now find her products at 10 different Schnooks. And we're here today talking with Andy Deku of Schnooks, who helped set that program up. We're also joined now by two more restaurateurs who are selling their product through Schnooks. Darren Young is the co-owner of The Fattened Calf. That's a Filipino barbecue pop-up and catering company. So, Darren, welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on the call. And we're also joined today by his partner and co-owner, that's Charlene Lopez-Young. Uh, she's the co-owner of The Fattened Calf. So, Charlene, welcome. Hi, thanks for having us. So, Charlene, um, when you heard from Schnucks, uh, were you interested immediately in trying to sell your product there? <laughs> this is a funny story. I actually thought it was um, like a 
scam. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I read the email and, and I was convinced. I was like, no, Darren, it can't be real. There's no way Schnucks wants to partner with us. We're such a small business. And he, we, we ended up looking up Andy online <laughs> and deciding, like, okay, this is real. We should pursue this. Let's, let's do this. Let's take this seriously. Well, so, thank goodness you yes. didn't just delete it. Andy, do you think maybe other people may have come to that conclusion that you're a fraudster? <laughs> they might have. That's the first well, I've heard that just, story. <laughs> it was just disbelief that, it, uh, that we are such a small business, and we started out with such humble beginnings, and that now – a, a major grocery store is pursuing us to be a part of their story. And that would just, that was just really, really cool and overwhelming for me. So I'm glad that we continued with the partnership and that um, we both ended up pursuing each other. But um, at first I was really apprehensive. <laughs> and, and Darren, tell me this. I know that for a lot of smaller businesses like you guys are, this has been such a rough time. How has the pandemic affected your family's finances and affected your business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we probably have about 60% loss of revenue. Um, yeah, and we run a, a monthly pop-up uh, dinner at uh, different locations in the city, uh, particularly at Earthbound on Cherokee Street, and we would get um, we would sell out about 300, uh, 300 plates and, uh, seeing, seeing that not happen <laughs> anymore was just, uh, just tragic for us. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, Charlene, I, losing 60% of, of your business, how do you even pay your bills at that point? Well, right. we, we both still have our full-time jobs or we had our full-time jobs. And so, um, we, um, would divide the pop-ups instead of just one pop-up. So we ended up doing three to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're fortunate enough that our overhead costs are pretty low. We're at Earthbound Beer um, for our residency, and we use a commercial kitchen space, but we have staff per diem um, because we were a pop-up restaurant setting. So we don't have full-time staff outside of ourselves. So that um, helps. Yeah, that, that absolutely helped. Um, but we are just so fortunate that the Schnucks partnership happened because we were able to scale in a way that was safe for us during COVID season or COVID time. Mm-hmm. Um, it allowed us to um, gain access to a larger network of people who may not be familiar with Filipino food um, or who may be curious but didn't really exactly understand or know where to get Filipino barbecue. Um, so we were able to tap into Schnucks network um, and really bring Filipino food in a mainstream level um, throughout St. Louis City. That is really exciting. I think of people, the people who like going to pop-ups. These are really adventurous diners. They love to try new things. I imagine your average grocery store customer might not be quite as, as ready for anything. But, Andy, it sounds like they've taken to the fat and calf. People are interested in, in trying these new grab-and-go products. Yeah, they really have, and, and I think it's a, a lot of credit to them um, for, uh, for for what they're doing with, with social media and how they're getting that message out to, to help spread that word. So, you know, we as a grocery store, we're always looking to, to, to bring in uh, or to kind of emulate the restaurant experience and and this is just a a way for us you know what like let's let's bypass that and let's let's bring in the real thing and and our customers have really responded to that and they 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 love it and we get we get emails constantly asking for when when we're going to see you know the fat and calf in other other stores or other Mm -hmm. items and so um, the fun thing about it is we're we're constantly changing too and so i know i was just looking at my emails and and charlene uh, uh, i think you got five more uh, uh, items going in the stores here coming up pretty soon there's there's just i mean it's it's constantly moving and and the the, the just the 
the the joy that these uh, restaurants have for for being part of this program and and the excitement that they they share it makes it a really really fun part of my day to 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 work with them and talk to them and be part of this. Man, Andy, you do have the best job. I mean, first you start with specialty cheeses. Now you're able to like, you know, get these cool restaurant offerings in right. front of people. I'm, I'm so jealous. But, you know, as much as you guys make it sound like a blast, I imagine it's not quite as simple as just boxing up the meals you used to be able to serve people in person. Darren, was there a learning curve on on getting a meal rather than being ready to serve to someone to getting it to be grocery store ready? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, There's the packaging, the safe food handling, the cooking the meat, properly chilling the meat, um, putting it in the bowls, and then the delivery process, the drop-off process. So uh, there's a lot that goes into it, uh, and it can be very complex. But uh, we are figuring out the system and learning a lot, um, and it's been an incredible opportunity for us, that's for sure. Andy, did Schnucks have to do some some work on that that side of things to make sure that everybody that you were stocking that they knew how to deal with this whole new line of product? Yeah, that's probably the, one of the the things that takes the longest to get a, a vendor from. Hey, I'm interested in in being part of this to getting their, their product on the on the shelf is is just getting them through and, and the and it's a, the process of understanding. Um, the food safety practices that we have in place, because ultimately our, our our customer safety is is paramount, and we're, we'll never ever jeopardize that. So to work through, like you know, a lot of the restaurants are just used to coming from oven to to table to get it from oven to chill to package to you know in the car then to the, then to schnooks. All those all those steps we need to make sure that we're we're very um, we have a very clear plan on on how to handle that and to make sure that what arrives for our customers one is is of the the same quality. That, that that is there when they make it and two absolutely safe for them so um, working through that working through some packaging and stuff those are probably the, the food safety and packaging are the two biggest parts um, but everybody's been really great about adapting to that and what's really cool is it's kind of turned into a, a little community so when we have new people come on and they have questions about labeling or packaging and stuff we've got a group of people a group of restaurants that are already out there that will send them to where they'll kind of give them advice and they'll, and they'll help them along the way um, so it's it's kind of it's everybody's um, everybody's lifting each other up and helping each other out and it's 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 there hasn't been a lot of you know you know cutthroat competition in this at all it's everybody wants to see uh, this expand in that in, in the local restaurants that we're working with and it's been fun to watch that that part of you know our little community that we've built here grow that's really exciting to hear Charlene has that helped you feel like you're not alone in the middle of you know trying to run a, a small business in the middle of such a scary time. Oh, absolutely. Andy is like part of my speed dial now. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, we've also gained a lot of friendships through the process, like other restaurateurs that are in the same program. um, We know them by name now, and it's, it's a great way that the community has started in this way. And so all of this, it is it is a steep learning curve. There's a lot of challenges that go with this. And it's amazing because this is happening not just on top of the economy, you know, leading to these problems and restaurants not being able to open. There's still this fear of, of spreading COVID-19. And people have to be really careful of who they're working with and in what ways. Kathy Jenkins is the owner of Kathy's Kitchen in Ferguson. And she explained what she's been dealing with there at her restaurant. I've been through uh, two riots, you know, windows broken out in both. And I would have to say the most stressful would have to be the COVID-19. 
just, you know, trying to make sure everyone is healthy. And, you know, you're taking temperatures. Everyone, some, someone comes through the door. You constantly, constantly, you thought you were washing hands before, but you're washing them until your skin is just totally dry now. I mean, it, it's difficult. You're, you're almost running like a, a hospital just to cook. And that's Kathy Jenkins of Kathy's Kitchen. Darren, has that been hard as you've been figuring out your plan? You know, expanding might mean bringing on more people. Well, then you have to worry about germs. Is there kind of a push-pull between your ambitions and the way COVID-19 just limits so many things these days? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we definitely have to think smart. uh, And most importantly, we have to be safe. Uh, The good news is we are a very small team and we've done a lot more small scale um, uh, products. So uh, as we look forward to growing, uh, we're we're keeping all of that in consideration and uh, definitely put in safety first. Mm -hmm. Andy mentioned that you guys had recently emailed him with even more products you're going to be offering. I'd love to just hear a little bit about the kind of things that you're putting there um, onto the shelves of Schnucks at this point. Yes, yes. We are so, so excited to be expanding the menu. Uh, A couple things just to name uh, would be a pork barbecue uh, plate, which is uh, uh, St. Louis is famous for the pork steak, but we're going to take a pork steak and we're going to baste it and marinate it in our uh, Filipino spices. Uh, We're going to char grill it over natural lump charcoal um, and then plate that with a side of garlic rice and a pickled salad. Mm. Uh, That's one of the options uh, we're into the menu as well as expanding our smoked sausage uh, item. We have a a sweet um, uh, longanisa, uh, which is a Filipino sausage, uh, and now we're going to expand to the savory version of that, which is, uh, we call it our Filipino garlic sausage. Uh, It actually goes by the name of vegan, vegan sausage, V-I-G-A-N. It's not vegan by any means, um, (laughs) but uh, that's the name of it, and it's a very popular dish as well. We're excited to get that in the stores, um, certainly. Well, Darren, you have sold our listeners. We're actually hearing from a number of them on Twitter. Um, Candice wants to know, uh, where can we find a listing of the line of to-go dinners and the stores that carry them? Andy, is there a convenient place where this is all listed with the specifics, or do people have to just go browse? Yeah, you absolutely can go out to um, to nourish.schnooks.com or just put in schnooks.com and then um, backslash local grab and go. And that will give you a list of all of our um, the local restaurants that we have and what stores um, uh, they're they're in. So you guys, you can look at that and and, and kind of zone in and, and, and focus in on, on where you want to go to pick up your favorite local restaurants. That's great. That's schnooks.com slash local grab and go. We'll also make sure that we get that link on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org because I know people are salivating. This all sounds so good. And, and man, it's exciting to hear some good news coming out of this. So um, Andy Deku of Schnooks, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. And Darren Young, co-owner of The Fattened Calf, um, thank you for being here. And just one last question. Are those pop-up dinners still going on if people want to catch those in addition to the grab-and-go? Yes, the pop-up dinners are still happening. Those are at Earthbound Beer on Cherokee Street. And the best way to stay on top of the next pop-up is to follow us on our social media, uh, The Fattened Calf on Instagram or Facebook. We post weekly about where you can find us at a next pop-up event. All right. Well, Darren, thank you for that. And also to Charlene Lopez-Young of The Fattened Calf. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. 
If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air are available at stlpublicradio.org. Or you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air is produced by Evie Hempel and Lara Hamden with production assistance from Aaron Dorr. The senior producer is Emily Woodbury and the executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.